Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of I'm 40% Podcast, the Queer Futurama Review. The Queer Futurama Review Podcast that nobody asked for. As always, I'm joined by the little shithead who burst from my loins, Nick Sahoya. Nick, how are you doing? So do you want me do you want me to edit out the stumble from the intro? I thought we were done with this bit. I I I do I a lot edit of podcasts, just... okay? I know things don't have to be perfect in the podcast world, okay? So you need to just Yeah, because set your, you are a successful podcaster, so we know that's Set case. your standards to something more realistic, okay? And mind your P's and Q's. Today, we have a wonderful, talented gorgeous, brilliant guest. <laughs> I'm acting as if you can't already see her in the window. It's Alaska Thunderfuck. Hi, Alaska. <laughs> Hi. Wait, this is on video? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, everyone can see you. <laughs> oh, I forgot we have to start specifying that we use the I, video. We should warn people. I'm at, I'm at my mom's house. These on the wall are pictures of actors from General Hospital that, that I got somehow signed for <laughs> her because she loves General Hospital. Hi, I'm my name's Alaska and I'm in my mom's bedroom. <laughs> Alaska, <laughs> you have a brand new book out, right? What it's called um, yeah. um My name's yours, what's Alaska? Yes, that's what <laughs> Hi, it's I'm called. Yours. Who's, who's Hi. <laughs> Who is book? What is Nebraska? <laughs> the fag in the bag. Because, you know, because you wear garbage bags. Um, oh, we'll bleep that's it. good. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seuss reboot. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alaska, are you a big Futurama fan? I am. Uh, oh, I'm such a huge fan of the show. <laughs> I, uh, I met. Katie Seagal. Well, I didn't meet her. I made pizza for her daughter once <laughs> when I was working in a cafe in Los Angeles. Katie Seagal came in. She was so gorgeous. She was like, "Please put a please put a rush on that pizza. My it's for my daughter, and I have to pick her up at school." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> right away." And then I was like, "I really hope Futurama comes back." And she was like, "Thank you. Yes, so do I." Very serious. What, was that after yeah, the when first was Futurama? cancellation yes it was the first futurama cancellation and then it did eventually come back yeah i think it's because you said it you willed it into the world she knew that the fans wanted it people in pizza places are telling me she immediately went from the pizza restaurant to fox (laughs) she was like you don't understand rabbit (laughs) being accosted (laughs) in a pizza place told me at uh, at um, uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I can't remember. Mr. Panucci's. Panucci's Pizza. Panucci's Pizza. <laughs> I was gonna say um Pagliucci. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know some just pan Italian pizza name. Alaska. So you're a fan of Futurama. Did you watch yes. it? You obviously watched it while it was airing because you bullied. Katie Seagal at a pizza place um, as if she had any control. Will you stop putting unrealistic expectations on our TV moms, please? They're just human beings. They're just trying to live their lives. (laughs) I hear you, but I won't stop. I won't stop doing that. (laughs) I hear your request. I'm turning it down. Request denied. Um, How You're the same age. As us, give us Katie Seagal. <laughs> so we were all about the same age watching Futurama, you know, teenagers, late teens. Yes. Um, yes. 
Would you say that Futurama's had an impact on your sense of humor as a comedian? Has has it, has it had any impact on your drag? <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. And we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up because my dad was like, my dad was like, I don't like how they talk to their parents, so I don't want you watching that. Uh, so we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but we kind of did anyway. And then Futurama came along, and then it was like, that's like The Simpsons, but, you know, in space. And and I was and old no enough. Parents. And no parents that are being, you know, subordinate, <laughs> insubordinated. Um, and no, I loved it. I I think it's so funny. I used to draw like comic books in in high school, like starring all of my friends. <laughs> and we were the power people and mm-hmm. it, but we we were like the Power Rangers, but we like didn't do anything. We were just ourselves at school, you but cha- we were the Power People. Changed it for trademark reasons, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it was very influenced by Futurama. That type of humor and that type of just like far flung like uh, <laughs> fantasy. I loved it. No rules. It's the future. Aliens are everywhere. Robots can do anything. We have no rules. We're just yes. set free. Um. Yeah, and it's very cunty. It's very satirical and very like taking the piss out of everyone, but like you know, not too mean. Yeah, never too mean. I mean, yeah. who are they really Alaska, mean to? Um, this this show gives me a lot of Y two K nostalgia. Do you think you could do a remix of your song Y two K that's all Futurama references? I know. I would love to. I should have done that. I was watching and and it's not via- too late. <laughs> The professor was like, you're my nephew from the year 2000. <laughs> and I was like, Fry is from the year 2000. My whole new album is based on like year 2000. <laughs> I also I also think Fry is like kind of hot. Okay, you... we'll, we'll get oh, into it. You guys it can fight over him, yeah. Fry, is, Fry has always kind of been like my dream spouse, you know, like since I was a kid. I wouldn't say Michael's so... not Fry. I mean, he's a lot more ambitious and intelligent. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what you're saying is you're just going to delete the music video you had in the can and reshoot it with a Futurama theme for your next All music Futurama. video. Futurama. Yes. <laughs> All about slurm and uh, tubes and suicide tubes. boots. Well, uh, you could always just do like a fame monster version and in like six months put out like eight more tracks and they're mostly about Futurama. <laughs> it's such a good idea. And who knows? I might do that. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes or at least one of the episodes I quote a lot. Um, I also noticed moments um, that were problematic that I had never noticed before in the past. But we'll get there in due time. Um, Starting at the very, very beginning. (laughs) It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. It was a a medium amount of um, problematicism. Um, At the the very beginning, I can't remember what the cold open is, but I know that this... All um, my circuits... Calculon's wife is sleeping with a garbage can robot. And it's also Calculon's half-brother. Yes. Yes. And there's no law against killing the other half. Right. Um, <laughs> I love how he pulls out the gun and it's so dramatic. Oh, God, there's no law at murdering the other half. And then it cuts to... All my circuits will be back after these messages. We find out in the cold open that Fry's addicted to slurm. Um, And it's introduced that there's a slurm contest um, a la Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Fact. I don't remember what's the real title of that goddamn movie that's been remade. But we know the premise. We know the trope. Um, Yes. Everyone, <laughs> everyone has done a Willy Wonka parody. It's everyone. one of the most parodied things. And now Drag Race is doing it. They're like, and there's something oh, yeah. about a candy bar this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Rue wasn't wearing just a big brown velvet top hat for that moment. Like, lean in. If you're going <laughs> to... She never does yeah, the Yeah, go theme. back to the gender fuck phase. Let's bring <laughs> she, it. 
She never does the theme. She's like, the theme is red for filth. And then she shows up wearing like lime green, like sequin. She did like, that on our pretty in pink. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. it's a power move. I respect it. it. <laughs> um, in the Slurm commercial where we learn about the contest, we also meet Slurm's Mackenzie. Who yes. is a parody of Spuds McKenzie, <laughs> yes. the Budweiser dog? The was Budweiser, Budweiser dog, yes. Right? right? Yeah, Budweiser. And he was later dog. banned for uh, catering towards children. <laughs> what? What about mm. that adorable puppy dog <laughs> catered to children? That puppy dog who breaks all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> the teddy bear cigarette uh, ad <laughs> campaign person. <laughs> Does anyone know? Did Slum? Did Spuds McKenzie have like two foxy ladies like flanking him on either side? I don't side? know if it was the same two foxy ladies, but it was always heavily implied that that dog is getting laid. Uh, oh. It's always oh. heavily implied yeah. that that dog has a harem of human women. <laughs> I don't know that they're having sex, but they are meeting his needs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so Fry, of course, once Fry is addicted to slurm, we're not surprised. Fly, Fry is from the year 2000. He eats nothing but junk food, blah, blah, blah. He's yes. wanting to win the contest. Unfortunately, in his can is just a tooth. Um, we think first, I like this joke. Okay, so they have a they have a golden bottle cap in one of their uh, cans can. of slurm. <laughs> right. Um, just floating around in something you're drinking. Fry is hoping to find one of those and is disappointed to find another tooth. That's yeah. already like concerning because there's been multiple teeth in his cans of slurm and we're like what's happening at the slurm factory that there's all these teeth in the cans but then it's revealed that fry it's fry's teeth fry's teeth it's, are falling out from drinking all the slurm that's what we call yes. a joke on a joke on a joke on a joke it just it's, keeps bam 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 tko <laughs> that is what they do and is this this is from season 2 is yeah. slur, slurm is has been a thing in the it's universe. Been a, it's been background noise, but we haven't been yes. focused on slurm yet. <laughs> and it, right, and the catchphrase is it's highly addictive. <laughs> so I'm glad they're like diving in and giving us like, oh, we finally get the the whole slurm story. Yeah. I love it. It's highly addictive. Um and then we have the opening credits, which has um multiple Easter eggs. Uh, the first being that this is airing on Omicron Percy I-8, which was just introduced in the last episode. And then we get the Simpsons and the giant screen monitor, which, of course, mm. is oh, Matt, Matt Groening's other famous animated show Little at the time. Known, little known animation <laughs> project from the Tracy Ullman show. Working on <laughs> in his spare time. Um, <laughs> Does Tracy Ullman get residuals from all these 35 years of Simpsons episodes? <laughs> did she invent it well, or did she just give space for it? I think she I think she, was, she just held space. She was holding space for the Simpsons. That, that's like the that's like the freaking guy who tried to control Dolly Parton's career because she started on his TV show. No, you got to let your artists fly free once exactly. they surpass you. And if exactly. you ever surpass me, Nick, if that ever happens, if that cold day in hell ever comes to fruition, I will gladly set you free. I just won't not be here for gonna, you when you come back. Not gonna, <laughs> it's not how it's going to play out. You're going to go nuts. Um, <laughs> that's not how it went yeah. down, man. Uh, <laughs> Fry is uh, chugging more slurm. He reveals <laughs> that he used to drink 100 cans of cola a week. Uh, Bender enters and he's right feeling up till very his third sick. heart attack. You can't just <laughs> right introduce the hundred colas and not. <laughs> <laughs> my mom really liked that joke, and I watched this episode. <laughs> I just got to my mom's house in Erie, Pennsylvania, and she was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna like this. I hate cartoons <laughs> and I hate outer space." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she's not gonna, she's not gonna like this." But that one really got that one really got a laugh. <laughs> and then she was then it was like the opening credits and she was like did you see that there was bumper to bumper traffic in the sky <laughs> they were flying in the sky but there's traffic 
Leave what it kind to of show. That Pam... makes no sense. How do you? <laughs> what... I don't know. What kind of shows does Pam enjoy? What's more up her alley? General Hospital. And we watched <laughs> oh, an episode, and I find it so watchable. Now, uh, General I... Hospital, that's one where they'd be, like, switching brains and bodies, right? <laughs> it's not quite that extime. It's more, okay. like, interpersonal. Like, people get kidnapped, and like, if it sweeps week. <laughs> like, if <it's> something's <laughs> happening, like, someone will get kidnapped. <laughs> someone will be trafficked. But, um, you yeah. know, it was sweeps Port week. Charles. <laughs> That's where it takes place, poor Charles. Um, <laughs> after we get back in, um, Bender is showing signs of being sick. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love that Leela tries to take his temperature. It, <laughs> it burns her hand, and then <laughs> the professor says, "Bender's temperature gauge, which I suggest you use next time, Leela." <laughs> She's <laughs> pissed. <laughs> She is pissed. <laughs> I just love that the professor's always pointing out that he's a genius and everyone else yes. is super dumb. Yes. <laughs> Bender is sick. Um, we get some jabs at um, homeopathic medicine in here <laughs> when when Amy suggests <gasps> taking some said? zinc. He says, I'm 40% zinc, which is, of course, it's the is first where. one. Yeah, that's the it's first the, one. Forty percent. I don't know I how. How do you track something like that? <laughs> it's so timeless. We can listen to this podcast <laughs> and hope I'm we so mentioned it the first honored. time it happened. That's the title, and he says that like hundreds he of times. <laughs> yes, he does say it um, multiple times throughout the the series. This may be the first time he says it. Um, I, do, I love the jab at homeopathic medicine because, I don't know, I'm someone who takes a shit ton of supplements and I'm fully convinced, you know, like, what's doing the good here is my brain thinking, I'm going to generate more potassium today because I took this pill. I'm not going to oh. pee it all out. You know, it is a little Oh my God, Alaska, but... one time. So she had a suitcase. She got a brand new suitcase and she put it down in the garage. This was when we were living together. And our cat thought it was a new litter box and peed in it. So had to she had to go down and clean yeah. all of her stuff, including yeah. her emergency packets, which we had just had a conversation about. <laughs> we had told her they were not real, but she still <laughs> hand dabbed the pee off of the emergency packets okay. and then drank them later. I d- okay, you're you're just taking a lot of liberties here. The, the cat exactly made it stronger. <laughs> the cat pee made it stronger haven't and more you, effective. Yeah, haven't you seen those people treating themselves with with urine? I guess it's like a... I've <laughs> tried it for years. I didn't know there were any positive effects, but... <laughs> um, of, uh, before before the, uh, the jab at homeopathic medicine, though, of course, we get some good I Zoidberg got... jokes. He says he's not good at robot medicine. He focuses on humans, and then he turns to Fry and asks Fry what the problem is. What? You're not the robot? And then when he does diagnose Bender, um, it's with f- uh, fin fungus. A fish disease of some right. sort. <laughs> right. Not even a lobster disease, because lobsters don't have fins. We don't care well, they... if he's a lobster or a crab. We already decided that in our last episode. I know, but lobsters and crabs both don't have fins. <laughs> Correct. Yes. They have it's claws not, and it's legs. not up to you to judge Zoidberg's culture and to determine like what <laughs> Zoidberg is knowledgeable about. If he knows it's fin fungus on that robot, then I mean he's the professional. <laughs> if he told me to take the vaccine <laughs> <laughs> We're really off the rails. So <laughs> You're not the robot. I love that he says robot. <laughs> That's what Gabe and I say to each other. Whenever we're talking about robots, we call them robots. <laughs> Probably because of Zoidberg. Yeah. Yes. There's a bunch of things from this show that I pronounce weird because they said it weird because on the show Futurama one time. Futurama taught you that word. And <laughs> Omicron. Say... Omicron per I ate. That's the first place I ever heard Omicron. And now everyone knows fucking Omicron. <laughs> I everyone was talking about Omicron a... way before people were contracting it yes um, <laughs> they give up on dr zoidberg and the professor suggests using an f-ray 
which is like a <laughs> flashlight, but it's like stronger than an X-ray. I don't know why it's F. Wouldn't like Z make more sense? Anyway, they use it to look at the inside of Bender's stomach, <laughs> but the uh, professor says there's going to be all this radiation, and he gives everyone else these just like little science goggles. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's getting into a full hazmat suit and getting behind like a lead wall. Then he has the great line, now this may sting a little bit, all of you. (laughs) (laughs) They find the source of Bender's illness. It's Amy's watch um, stuck in a gear that he suddenly has in his stomach. That's what his internal cavity now looks like. That's, that's, (laughs) we're going with it. We don't need to question it. That's what his internal stomach cavity now looks like. Yes, where he like keeps stuff all the time. (laughs) Yeah, like when a head goes in there, do the gears move around? <laughs> Is there just a curtain in front of the gears and it's creating a nice illusion? <laughs> and and later in the episode, he gets a hole cut in his stomach and we can see into it and there's nothing there. So, I mean... <laughs> well, it would have cut the gears too. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about animation though. And this is why, you know, as much as it makes me seem like an adult child... This is why uh-huh. I watch animation is because there's literally who cares about the rules? Who cares about what's inside of right. the robot? I just want the jokes. Just deliver me the jokes in the Where most are satisfying the <laughs> vehicle. I don't give a fuck about the sci-fi of it. <laughs> I don't know how the mechanics are supposed to work, and I don't fucking care. I want a right. robot that can do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can cut a hole clean through him. He's empty like a Tesla, like the front of a Tesla under the hood. It's empty. There's, There's nothing, nothing there. there. <laughs> um, so this sets up. Oh, I love. There was a moment um, where the professor says, this gives me a flimsy excuse to use my new F-ray. What I love about that is it's. <laughs> commenting on what's happening is it's a flimsy transition from um, Bender being sick to get us back to the A plot, which is looking for the slurm bottle cap. Yeah. So, of course, Fry and Bender steal the F-ray, but it takes them quite a while. They have a whole host of shenanigans before they realize they can use the F-ray to find the bottle cap. We've been thinking about it this whole time. We're like, finally, they can find the bottle right. cap. But they had to go on a whole like montage worth of adventures with the F-ray before they come to that conclusion. No, luckily, the deadly radiation completely <laughs> is gone and no more. Otherwise, I mean, wouldn't Fry be dead? They used it on him. They used it on a lot of people and things and Well, and well places. killed all of his sperm. This brings me to oh. a paradox. Now, <laughs> if this is this is why we created the I'm 40% podcast. Um, okay. <laughs> To, okay. to be able to discuss these important issues. For anyone listening, yeah. if you're watching Futurama for the first time, you may want to skip ahead a little bit. I don't know. I'm not going to give you a timestamp because I don't know <gasps> how to do that. Oh my God, I know what you're going to say. But this is a huge paradox. This is a huge plot hole. Fry oh. is shot with the F-ray. He says, mm-hmm. ow, my sperm hurts. Then he's shot mm-hmm. with the F-ray again and says, it didn't hurt that time, implying that Fry was just made in fertile in this episode but later this season Uh, i think he goes back in time and accidentally impregnates his own grandmother effectively becoming his own grandfather except how did he do that if he is now infertile wow what What if it just killed all of the sperms that were currently in there and then it started making some more Listen, Alaska was just talking about it. They've been running around with this F-ray all day. The professor had to get his suit decontaminated after um, uh, like a, just a fraction of time spent in the presence of the F-ray. It's deadly. It's Fry. very deadly. Fry should be bald. Fry should look like Schmeagle by now. <laughs> Not quite Gollum, but on the way. I don't know. This universe is just full of holes and inconsistencies. I don't know about this show. I don't know if it's going to last. I don't know. 
So um, speaking of the sperm moment, right after that is where we get the sort of problematic thing that we were dancing around earlier. Sperm. Where... It's highly addictive. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great slogan. Can someone Photoshop yeah. this behind me to say sperm <laughs> instead yeah. of enjoy sperm? We have a, uh, a oh, yes. lady walking down the street, a lady mm-hmm. robot, and Bender F-rays her, which is already mm-hmm. an invasion of privacy, and yeah. claims because of something that he yes. sees, that he invalidates her femininity, which is my biggest problem uh-huh. with it, mm-hmm. because we do not... It, we do not impose our perceptions of gender onto other people. We take it at face value. Whatever they say their gender is, that's their gender. That's how we do things. But yes. then I think also pretty offensive is, even though she kind of stands up for herself, with that, which I like, I do think uh-huh. it's a white guy doing this Latina voice. <laughs> I'm like 90% sure those it's Billy the, West. <laughs> those are the two layers of what's oh, problematic with this moment. So yes. much. What so I much. will say is... I did like that the hooker bot um, got, and that's I think her name in the show. That's not me. <laughs> I, I mean, today, say, when did she today say she would be named. She is she's named hooker bot later in the show. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, if not, then cancel Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would name her sex worker bot. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Anyway, she does get the upper hand and she gets the last word. Um, so in some ways, I'm like, at least at least sex worker bot stands up for herself. And I don't she think knows that, that she's her at all. She no. went on about her day. She's a she survivor. Went to her, she's, yeah. Oh, we live for th- sex worker bot. <laughs> you think Bender is the first problematic man bot to get in her way? And she's right. still here, damn it. Um, exactly. So. <laughs> and if they ever bring back Futurama, I hope that she's a central character who's fully fleshed that <laughs> we get her whole backstory. She gets agency. Exactly. Uh that's that's Maybe, my hope for the for the reboot, and the inevitable I reboot. I would hope for, you know, with such a with what a sex addict Bender is, um I would hope that in any Futurama reboot, Bender's sexuality would be expanding and he'd be exploring more and maybe find that he is um trans amorous trans and amorous like a trans am is that <laughs> like in a robot trans and amorous did i did i do it did i make a funny joke um <laughs> well he's already uh he gets into robosexuality later which is already transgressive in the society so maybe that will tear yeah, down some of his boundaries internally dick. He never sucks you don't a dick. Know. <laughs> I cameo. think there needs to be more, like you know, bisexual will they, won't they moments in any future on a reboot. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Alaska, who do you ship it's... on this show? What what gay couple do you wish existed on this show that does not? Fry and me. <laughs> Famous future character, just, Alaska like, there's Thunderbird. That, there's that moment in this episode where he like leans over and his shirt comes up a little bit, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> like I just find him so like hot, like cute. Yeah, me too. And that's why you know, like I I, I do get upset. They make many comments throughout the show about how um, mediocre his penis is. <laughs> I don't care. I feel like they, I feel like they, I don't care one bit because I feel like it's still going to be good sex, right? I love having sex with a pussy. Like maybe he's just really appreciative to be with a woman. So he like puts in the effort. Have you ever gone over? Amy does say he's not a fantastic lover. Amy does say that that one time. (laughs) Have you ever gone over to a hookups place and their bedroom's just a mess and. And that does it for you. Oh my gosh, that's a whole different episode. That's literally an episode we'll get into later. <laughs> back on this episode. They go back to the Planet Express. Uh, Leela and the professor are playing 3D Scrabble. If you look mm-hmm. closely, uh, the professor's letters spell Futurama. A little <laughs> yes. Easter egg for you. Uh-huh. They say, we drank all this slurm and all we want is this junk. And there's like a huge wheelbarrow <laughs> full of like a bunch of stuff. It looks right. pretty valuable. And then right when he gives up, Fry drinks one last slurm and there's the <laughs> bottle cap. Just that easy. And they blast the Efray right at his face and neck. <laughs> and they see the bottle cap in his throat. 
weren't his last words before drinking this one last slurm was, I never want to see another can of slurm as long as I live. And then he just picks up the can of slurm and starts drinking. (laughs) I relate to that level of addiction. Like, I relate to that level of addiction where you're standing there saying, I am never going to drink again. And then you just lift up the bottle of vodka to your mouth. (laughs) Uh, okay, so then we go to Milan. It was the bottle cap was there all along. They never had to go any yeah. further than their own backyard. Yeah, was it that was just in a case of slurm that was along. like in the storage area, and they brought it, and they just never thought to look in there? Very confusing. It was in the. It was. In the, they just randomly. They were the rightful winners. <laughs> <laughs> They were Charlie Bucket. The the bottle cap found them, really. It did. (laughs) It did. And that is the life lesson of this. After the commercial break, we are taking Planet Wormulon. It's on Planet Planet Wormulon. (laughs) I do have an issue with them being called worms. They are clearly slugs. Which um, we, we also meet. call, I mean, this is another Zoycrick <laughs> situation because they're slugs when they need to be slugs. They're worms when they need to be worms. Yeah. What we have to accept about the alien races of the Futurama universe is they can be whatever they need to be at any given yeah. moment. Exactly. Well, maybe they're like Avatar and they're always two animals. You know? <laughs> they're always two. You know? Yeah, like Kif is a frog <laughs> and a lizard all at the same time. Um, right. We, we, we've met Kiff. Um, we've met Kiff a couple times. Leela is a mutant, but, but also well, we don't know it yet. Person. But she's also an alien, oh. and she's also a human, and right. she's also Cyclops. If you consider that something different, I do. <laughs> I for one. I for one do. I'm going off the record. <laughs> they make it to the Slurm factory on Planet Wormulon, and we get to yes. meet Slurms McKenzie um, in the flesh, and we yes. meet um, <laughs> and he Glermo. says, "Wham wham wazzle," <laughs> which is a great. <laughs> and we meet um, s- s- what's his Glermo? Glormo? Glermo? Yeah, <laughs> Glermo. <laughs> <laughs> who will be our Willy Wonka for the day. Now, as we get into the Slurm Factory, I want to pose the question, why? Why did they ever think it was a good idea to do this? Who who came up with this marketing ploy? It feels like it fell apart really quickly. It feels like there well, was no end game. They, they only have let a gift the shop, one so group it seems of like people do... in, so it wasn't even yeah. that big of a publicity <laughs> stunt. <laughs> There's no news cameras covering the tour. They like, look to... at these lucky. They had to make a whole factory's worth of lies to do this <laughs> one marketing ploy that right. in no way serves them at all. <laughs> yeah. And what exactly are the parameters? Because Fry <laughs> won the bottle cap and then brought like 17 people with him. <laughs> On Willy Wonka, it was like, you can bring your one guardian, D- right? Dying grandpa. Right. Um, yes, it was your one guardian. There, bring whoever you of- want. <laughs> bring everyone. Think- we'll lose think- track of how many people are even in your party. <laughs> Well, you ladies can relate to this when someone's like, hey, can I get a couple plus ones? And then it turns into like plus 20. Uh, (laughs) The whole entourage has to come. And also, we have to remember that these are just his co-workers. (laughs) He's just like, hey, I know I won, but can I bring my entire staff from the entire office building The doctor, the accountant, the seldom seen Uh accountant gets to come. (laughs) Um, we have a highly sensitive secret we don't want to get out bring as many crazy people as you want (laughs) these zany characters zany Um. adventurous folk I think what it is is that they just um, they know we know the movie that it's referencing so they're leaning on that to not have to like over explain things and that's how we're able to get straight into the magical factory. <laughs> Welcome to the wondrous place, the fantastical place we call the Slurm Centralized Fabrication. <laughs> the most technical name. 
It's a real big magical room, and what Bender says is, look, flowers and a boat. That's just what's impressive to him. We meet the Grunkalunkas. They are very upsetting. Do we have thoughts on the Grunkalunkas? Now, I know they are a made-up people, but everyone's fervent detest of the Grunkalunkas. Everyone immediately hates them. I was really upset by them on this viewing. I haven't felt this strongly about them in the past, but they really made me upset. Their song was was so discordant and strange. (laughs) I was upset by everyone's reaction to the Grunkalunkas. The professor calls them disgusting. (laughs) Tell them I hate them. Tell them I hate them. <laughs> really doesn't like them. <laughs> but I do, I love the song they sing because I love the joke they're making about like finding the rhymes. Or, <laughs> they, they just make up the words. Grunkalunka dunkity darmed guards. Grunkalunka dunkity deedily. Dunkity deedly. You better not ask about the secret ingredients. It's um, I think it's good. I think it's funny. <laughs> I love it. I Alaska, love that. You're, you're a songwriter. Did you find camaraderie <laughs> with these fellow songwriters, these chanteuses? <laughs> yes, because I too enjoy ham-fisted rhymes that are forced <laughs> and barely feasible and completely unbelievable just to get the rhyme at the end. Just to get the rhyme. They are brought onto a boat. There are, There's mention of a secret ingredient. We don't get to know what it is. Um, yes. At one point, uh, Glermo says, there will be no further questions. Fry politely raises his hand and says, why? Which really makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) We see the slurm master. He's a very old slug. (laughs) And he's like got a monocle in one of his slug eyes. And he's sipping and tasting it. And it's making Fry oh so thirsty. And tasting it and tasting it. And then he tastes it some more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we know that something's up. We know that with, um, Glermo's, um, reluctance to talk about the secret ingredients, that that's what we must now investigate because the Planet Express crew is a package delivering company, but they are also part (laughs) Scooby-Doo. They're also part, you know, like they take up arms when they have to. (laughs) Hi, Pam! (laughs) Jinx says hi. Hi. <laughs> Great. Now we have to pay her. <laughs> right. Credits. Put her in the credits. Um. So we know we're gonna f- figure out what the secret ingredient is by the end of this episode, but um, I can't wait. I can't wait to learn what it is. I have a question. <laughs> the voice of Wormo or Glurmo or whatever the you know the sort of the guy who it's the guy the Torque <laughs> Glurmo. Yeah. The voice is the same person doing the professor's voice. Like how many voices That's does Billy that West. actor? Billy it, West that, does Fry. He does the professor. He does Zap Brannigan. He does. Um, Oh my god, he does everyone. He does like uh the, he does the fucking side characters all the time. Nixon. Um the opera uh. episode is just Billy West singing a solo, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's he's very good. Really impressive to me. The voices on this show in general. And like the the older woman who does Tress Ma- McNeil, who's my one of my favorite she's voice amazing. actors. So um, good. Uh, yeah, she's like every oh. background character in The Simpsons, but in Futurama and Disenchanted, um, she voices just tons of foreground characters. She's in every episode. Unfortunately, with <laughs> with two voice actors on the payroll who are so talented, can do so many voices. <laughs> they take thus all the good leads roles. To <laughs> It leads to Billy West and Tress McNeil both being guilty of voicing a myriad of ethnicities that they don't belong to, right. um, which we've we talk about a lot when we talk about cartoons from the 2000s. But um, we can right. only hope that they do better from here on out. 
Exactly. <laughs> At least with Futurama, a lot of these people are made up races. And maybe they think they have some leeway there. <laughs> what? She's a, what were we going to get a, a, a slug to voice her? Come on. They should Trust have. McNeil was right there. <laughs> they should There's a lot have. of slug actors that could have yeah. really used that paycheck. <laughs> Fry um, is so thirsty that he decides to drink the river slurm. Fry says, uh, Leela says, that's stupid, you're going to fall in. Fry says, that's fine, I'll just swim around in the slurm. He falls in and says, help, I can't swim. Uh, Leela jumps in after him, and so does Bender for no reason, just because everyone else was doing it, and he wanted to be popular. So they become yes. separated. Because we needed Thoughts. the trio. We needed the adventure <laughs> yeah. trio. We needed the main three. Um, yes. You know, of course, they need, they're need. they about to introduce a bunch of new characters, so they have to trim down who's going to go interact with those people so that right. we can pay attention. You know, we need to zero in on what's about to happen. They end up in the secret ingredient room with the Slurm Queen. Now, before well, we continue with this episode... Slurm yes. Queen! Let me just... Nip it in the bud. Nick, get all your jokes about me being the slurm queen out now. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm not going to listen really? to the rest of the episode. I'm just like, I just think like, she would, that's just like you, It would be you, a good Jason. Halloween costume, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> and the, even... especially the part where she drinks her own slurm. I'm like, We need the slurm queen. Now, here's what I love about this reveal. Fry says... Ew. So the slurm queen is, you know, excreting sludge into the cans of slurm and Fry yes. screams, oh, my God, that's the secret ingredient. And then Leela reveals, no, it's the only ingredient. So the <laughs> whole factory tour was nothing. <laughs> the it's entire factory tour was just staged for this one specific marketing. <laughs> and it's Wait, not like the Brunkalunkas are helping uh, in the factory. That's why they did it. Because so the, they had to fool they had to fool the public. Maybe someone was getting close. Mm. Maybe someone had evidence and they had to try they were trying to get ahead of it. The um, Gronkalankas, they the have a good union. They were unionizing and they were trying to whistleblow on the slurm yes. factory. <laughs> we're getting deeper. They think they have a good union, but they don't. <laughs> like that, that line just tickles me. It's just a matter of fact. There's no like punchline. It's just they think they have a good union, but they don't. Once they learn the disgusting secret about slurm. Oh, I slurm do love that. Slurm <laughs> queen! <laughs> You're a good slurm queen. Um, I do love that Leela kicks Glermo into two smaller <laughs> oh, slugs. Yes. She does um, a sidekick and it chops off his head, but then the head grows a butt and the butt grows a new head. So it's two Glermos. And, t- and gl- grows a new tuxedo. And I yeah. love that someone <laughs> hands the new Glermo um, <laughs> a, a, hat. a top hat that they just this had ha- at the ready. because This, this happens, happens a lot. <laughs> here, just take it. Here. We need Let me go fetch here. another one from the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to have increasingly smaller top hats. Yes, they do. Oh, I want like to see diabetes. that closet. Yes, very diabetic. Uh, they try to make an escape, but they end up back in the ingredient room. Um, Bender uncharacteristically helps them across the gap. He says, I'll save us. And I was thinking... That's not Bender, but then he charges them. And I was like, there's our Bender. (laughs) Then they end up back in the ingredient room and Bender says, "Uh, your highness, I brought you the prisoners. (laughs) And then I'm like, there's our Bender. (laughs) Also, (laughs) Leela, Leela is amazing. She is is kicking and flipping and she like, she doesn't just walk somewhere. She like, she like does backflips to like go places. Was it she? Was it her job was just like scanning people's wristbands? <laughs> when did she do her military training? Well, we know that she had a hard upbringing. She grew up in the orphanarium. Oh, um, yes. We know that she okay. backpacked around Tibet for a while and <laughs> was like a Hare Krishna. Um, 
member. Um, so right. <laughs> she's lived a life, you know, before you she, she ended has, up. Do you think she has like mutant strength? We don't know a lot about her mutations. Mm. I don't think we should assume. Um... <laughs> How dare That's a question. you? How dare you, Nick? Oh, so all mutants are good for is uh... lifting rocks and being strong. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying I, I saw a lot of 90s comedians like there's there a lot of jokes about mutants being strong I internalized it yeah I mean I guess that is something we know about mutants is they have freakish <laughs> mutant strength isn't that like a term that you got that freak mutant strength <laughs> uh, probably dating back to the circus days from the freak right, shows right. you know <laughs> The Slurm Queen uh, has, Slurm Queen! Has devised, a disgusting secret! <laughs> she has devised different deaths for our three heroes. Bender will be turned into Slurm cans by being placed on a conveyor belt. Makes because sense. Because Slurm be... is a green factory. Actually, it is pretty green I, if I you appreciate think about that, it. Yeah. The, yeah. All they need is those berries. Farm I mean, to we table. need to know what the... <laughs> carbon input imprint of those berries are but otherwise yeah, and they you probably know. feed the queen something but other than that it's actually pretty that's ecological. the berries that's what i was saying they okay. feed her <laughs> berries. bushels of berries <laughs> but they have to be massaged first as we know. and she's also a good person because they clarify <laughs> because they say that leela is going to be dipped into a substance that will turn yes. her into a slurm queen so they could have a hundred slurm queens. They have a substance that can turn you into a slurm queen, but you have to be the right kind of person for it to taste good. Yeah, her slurm what? will taste foul. She's a commoner. Her slurm will taste foul. Uh, okay. I, okay. There's two okay. big things. You have there's to be from the royal family. In there. About the, yeah, there's two big things about the um, <clears throat> capitalist food and snack industry here. Okay. They're, they're disgusted that slurm comes out of a giant slug's behind. Yes. Um, but the slurm queen points out that honey comes from a bee's behind. <laughs> milk comes milk from a cow's comes behind. comes from a cow's behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then she implies that toothpaste comes from something's behind that we don't even want to know about. even worse. Because it would ruin toothpaste for us. <laughs> and it did kind of make me think, I have no idea what toothpaste is made out of. I take this right. stuff and I rub it all over my teeth. Each day. <laughs> Each Twice. day, I have no idea what it is. Yeah. Is I it made like it in school once. Sand paste? Is it pumice? It's like baking soda and some sort of bonding ingredient. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. I made it. Mm. And I remember it was really gross because we made it in like a, a plastic Ziploc baggie. Mm. And it was like our science experiment for the day was making toothpaste. And then we could take it home and use it on our teeth if we wanted. <laughs> so I just I had a bag of like use loose it on your goo teeth in, my you want. in my backpack. I it think we did that toothpaste. too. <laughs> I yeah? think we did that too. How did teachers get this information from state to state <laughs> with no internet? I never made toothpaste. We made ice cream in science. <laughs> oh, what is school? What are the kids what, doing? What is school? What, what oh the fuck God. are we doing? <laughs> Learning how ice is made. Um. <laughs> Fry is left to be free if he can resist the concentrated super slurm, which he clearly cannot. Um, no. The Slurm Queen leaves <laughs> and says, like, you're doomed, but also congratulations on winning the contest. <laughs> <laughs> like, does She's evil still cackle a CEO, after. you know? <laughs> um, um, I love the moment so where So it's Fry up to Fry is... to save the other two. Yeah, but he and he's trying, it. but he can't. And I love when uh, when Bender says, "What's happening? Are we boned?" And <laughs> Leela goes, "Yeah, we're boned." Like <laughs> they have just accepted their fate at this point. I have a curiosity: How long did Leela need to be in there to become a Slurm Queen? <laughs> she didn't even. And is it start like a light switch a or is it like a dimmer? That's my question. Like, why wasn't she like twenty five percent Slurm Queen? Yeah, that's what I, I thought too. I don't think it's too. a dimmer thing. I think it's something like. 
I think maybe if I were giving them the most possible credit as writers, they're making some kind of offhand joke about, you know, like when you leave a tooth or a penny in Coca-Cola overnight, sure. it's supposed to like disintegrate the tooth. Or okay. the, um, so maybe they were planning on leaving her overnight. You know, maybe the, maybe oh, the okay. maybe the transition isn't perceptible to the naked eye. But just by the morning time, she'll be a slurm queen. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I buy it. Because, <laughs> yeah, what? I was expecting, like, you pull her out and she's got, like, you know, like, her feet have become squishy little slurm, right. slurm feet. <laughs> I wonder if there are residual health didn't work? effects. That could oh, be, yeah. too. Uh, but yeah. years later, she might, like, just barf out some slurm and be like, oops. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I guess I got turned a little. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it worked a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, Fry does overcome. Well, he doesn't overcome his addiction. He just, um, he enables it. He becomes a high-functioning High-functioning <laughs> He was still getting like done what Jackie. he needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Leela saves Bender. He's got the hole in his stomach now. We already talked about that. She knocks over the the slurm trough to break <laughs> Fry free from his addiction. This moment is burned into my memory because I constantly think about Fry going, these dumb arms, I could get to it. <laughs> if I didn't have these dumb arms. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Slurms McKenzie comes to the rescue. He's going to get them out of there. Uh, with his foxy but- ladies. With his foxy ladies, which I think are both voiced by Lauren Tom, who voices Amy, which makes hmm. me think that anytime there's just a cute young girl in a bikini, uh, Lauren, we got two cute young girls in a bikini we need you to record. Why did you dress? They made, nah, they made Tress her is already busy being the too. slurm queen. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to play the foxy ladies. <laughs> Tress has got our hands full with the slurm queen right now. <laughs> Um, um. Uh, <laughs> Slurm is gonna help them but he's like hey I don't want to party Bender's like legally you have to and he says okay but just invite a, a few people I want to keep it small <laughs> Bender says no can do and I really related to Slurms because I feel like in my 20s I had to go out and socialize a lot more than I actually wanted to and I really just wanted to stay home and watch TV with some friends I uh, relate to Slurm too Slurms because not like that's what I wanted in my 20s that's where I'm at now like my job was to party for so many years well he's quite old because (laughs) he says to the foxy ladies you've been a wonderful help to me these 40 years (laughs) to these two 19 year old (laughs) slurms McKenzie takes off the sunglasses his blood red eyes this is every drag queen on like day four of like a group drag tour. We're just like please don't make me party anymore. Please don't make me do it. The days, the the amount of times Alaska and I got up at 6am after two hours of blackout sleep. Yeah. And then we're stumbling through the security at the oh airport. And they're like, you need to take your glasses off for security. And we take off our glasses. Our dry, crusty eyes. We blink and they bleed. <laughs> Please let me go home. I just want to watch a movie with some friends. Right. Um I also love the, you know, the moment of, can we just keep it a small party? And Bender says, no can do, buddy. <laughs> no one gives a shit. They're getting their party with Slims. Slurms. 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 Party so hard that the cave collapses, allowing the Planet Express to, to, uh, crew to escape um, on the yes. flight home. Uh, they teleconference the Bureau of Soft Drinks, Tobacco, and Firearms, which is an agency of the future. 
<laughs> and uh, Fry so realizes that if the truth gets out, they're going to shut down his favorite drink factory. <laughs> so he makes it seem like the professor is crazy by saying, <laughs> Right. No, no, Grandpa, that didn't happen. And then the professor says, I'm not his grandpa. He's my uncle. From the year 2000. <laughs> which corroborates um, Fry's story. So, you know. At the end of the episode, everything goes back to exactly the way it was before. Slurm yes. is going to keep on chugging. Uh, Bender, I'm sure we'll get that hole fixed. <laughs> yeah. And we're all going to party in Slurm's honor. For Slurms. Yes. Wimmy wham wham wazzle. <laughs> Wimmy wham wham wazzle. <laughs> Still Alaska. Um, do you think this has reignited your love of Futurama? Are you going to start binging it again? Drunk, uh, drunk, uh, <laughs> drunk, a D, Dodcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I never stopped. It, it was one of my, uh, it was my, one of my pandemic shows. I, I went and rewatched the whole thing. And who knows? I mean, I might do it again since, since it's Omicron Percy I <laughs> 8 virus now. <laughs> so who knows? I might do it again. Um, I, I, yeah, I think Futurama is a good go-to if you just need something on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a, it's a fairly like broadly palatable show for, you know, like say you're inviting someone over, maybe you mm-hmm. got a hookup or a mm-hmm. fuck buddy coming over and you want to put on something to watch together while you start cuddling, mm-hmm. but like, um, you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be behooved to watch all of it. Right. <laughs> Futurama is the perfect hookup TV show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. And unrelated, Jinx's uh, single, Cartoons and Vodka, is available on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> so good. Um, I guess I shouldn't broadcast my moves. <laughs> right. <laughs> like next time I'm hanging out with someone, I put on Futurama. They're like, "I know huh. what this is, Jinxie. I know, what, I know your cheap ploy. You tried to seduce me, Mrs. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> all the guys in Portland talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all Natasha Leone. Uh, yeah. Jinxie, you. <laughs> Ipso facto, you're trying to sleep me. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Thank you. Um, Alaska. So I guess, you know, we've already already talked about it, but your fry is the person you'd most want to bang from Futurama, right? We ask every guest. Who would they most want to bang? Let's say, you know, let's say if you were having a threesome, who would you want the 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 third person to be? If it was you, Fry, and a third, uh, uh Her- Hermes or Zap Brannigan? Like, <laughs> and I don't. It's not like I, Zap Brannigan is like a despicable, like really kind of horrible person, <laughs> but. He's like very masculine, but he wears a tiny little skirt. So I think that's like progressive. That's like queer. Gender queer icon. Yes. Very short skirt. (laughs) Thank you so much for being a guest. I want everyone to check out your book. I want everyone to check out. You've been churning out new music. Like like cranking out the hits. (laughs) You're cranking out the hits. We got lots of new songs from the Alaska Thunder Fuck Music Factory. Yeah. Thunder Music Factory. Yeah. Um, and if you get a lucky album, you will get a tour of Alaska's Music Factory. If you, you get will. The golden There's a golden ticket. bottle cap. There's a golden, um, what is it? FT. NFT. It's a golden NFT with your digital download. Yes. Uh, you get a tour of Alaska's mom's eerie house. Yes. <laughs> a house in eerie. Not not that the house itself is eerie. It's very eerie. <laughs> Do you have anything else you'd like us to know about? What what else is coming down the pipe? Is that oh, the I have phrase? a podcast. Oh, I have yeah, a podcast. you have a podcast. You're my boss on my other podcast. I, uh, this is <laughs> your quarterly review, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I have a podcast. It's called Race Chaser, and we talk about um, RuPaul's Drag Race. And uh, this this has been what? Really, I know, groundbreaking. Drag queens talking about drag race. I've never heard of such a thing. Um, but no, that's it. I've had so much fun. This is amazing. And thank you all for listening. I'm Jinx Monsoon. That's Nick Sahoya over there. I don't know where he is for all of you, but, and there's Alaska. And um, we'll have another guest and another episode of Futurama next Monday on this I'm 40% podcast, the queer Futurama review podcast that nobody asked for. That's the new tagline. I'm, I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in season two. We're done with the workshopping. Four, we're and co- we're just committing come to up that. With the tagline. Yeah, I approved okay. it. I ran it. I ran it by everyone. The powers <laughs> That's that the first be. time we're hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your day, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.